And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. Good day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 249 of the World of Mythbits. Welcome everyone to episode 249 uh, of this wonderful podcast where you get to hear all about uh, what's been happening to me in my life, um, what's been happening with the Dark Myth Publications Company, uh, Jezo Mon, uh, so all, all about uh, writing and in, enjoying reading and poetry and yeah, just uh, life in general. Uh, I'm your host, Tim, from uh, South Australia, g'day from SA, uh, and this episode, episode 249, I wanted to focus on the dreaded D word, deadlines. We all have them, uh, different projects that we, we need to have, uh, have our writing in for uh, so that it can actually arrive on time to be edited, processed, added to anthologies, or it's, uh, it's part of the, the process for um, uh, a new novel that we might be getting published, uh, a new book that might be coming out, um, and just in life in general, we've got deadlines. Uh, and the reason I wanted to focus on the, the topic of deadlines is because uh, I've had a real doozy. I've just come back from two weeks of annual leave from my, uh, my job as a local librarian. And uh, I've had a real doozy of a deadline sort of drop into my lap. I'm like, ah, oh no, how is this going to work? And Thankfully, uh, I was lucky enough that my um, my colleagues that were involved in the project were able to extend the deadline for for what we needed to get done, and um, to, together, like as as a bit of a team, we were able to work together to actually meet that deadline with that very very narrow window, um, which yeah is a, a very very happy ending, and uh, and we all love a story that has a happy ending. But uh, yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a shock, uh, a, a, a bit of a surprise. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to, to sort of have a bit of a chat about that. But before we get into that, uh, Mr. David K. Montoya has given me just a small bit of housekeeping, he said with, uh, with a big smiley face. So we'll kick off with that first of all. So number one, Dark Myth Publications is proud to announce their final print release of the 2023 year, our calendar year, I suppose. Um, David K. Montoya's A L, and then there's an, uh, an exclamation mark S, but it's pronounced Alice, and it sounds like a real doozy of a story, Dave. Definitely. Uh, that's due out uh, December 4th at MythMart.com, so that's pretty pretty exciting. Uh, and also, before we go too much further, on to number two for um, housekeeping, I uh, just wanted to uh, just quickly mention MythMart.com, uh, the great stories that are available there. Uh, I did mention last podcast 
uh, about Walter G. Elselman's new book, Katmandu, it's called. Uh, so uh, I'm actually looking at Mythmart now. Uh, and also there's another one from uh, from Walt. Um, the, there is a mention that the printed copies of the magazine are available for September. So I believe that's the case. But I believe there's been a hold up with uh, the October magazine, uh, unfortunately. So uh, I know our wonderful CEO is uh, is trying to uh, to remedy that issue, uh, and um, yeah, once once that's um, that's all sorted, which I'm sure Dave will have uh, have no trouble at all sorting that out. Um, once that's done, uh, by all means, um, we can jump on MythMart.com and order our copies, which will be really cool. Uh, also, Monster Within, that uh, that's been released. Um, Yes, the short stories by Walt as well. Uh, the September magazine, the print copies available. My book, Meryl Norton's Guide to World Domination. Penance by Steph. Uh, congratulations, Steph. Uh, Walter G. Esman again, Cowboys versus Nazis. Uh, me again with the neighbor. Uh, good, good kids book. Uh, Through the Eyes of Madness by David K. Montoya. It's been a very, very busy year. Ah, oh, just, just so much. I'm watching the them all sort of flash past. Uh, so, so many great, great titles. The Alien of Orchard Lake, of course, by Jim Bates. Um, yeah, and and by all means, uh, the the graphic novels, comic books that are available too. Uh, so yeah, check out MythMart.com, um, and don't forget the t-shirts as well. Great range of uh, of apparel too. And then on to number two for um. Housekeeping, Dark Myth Comics is working on advertising for issue one. This is for anyone who has wares to sell, but please, no adult content or drug paraphernalia, as they will be immediately rejected. It's only 32 cents per printed copy for the back page, so contact the Dave at David K. Montoya at jzomondarkmyth.com. Then... During the last board of directors meeting, it was discussed to hold an open contract challenge for junior edition. The idea is for high schoolers to work with their school and the open contract challenge team in a chance to win and become a published author. So that's pretty cool. Uh, an opportunity for um, for the next generation of, of writers and creators to, uh, to have that platform. So uh, if you know a school, if you know some students that might be interested in entering, by all means, get in touch with, uh, with your local school and encourage them to email Walt. Then, yes, sorry. So further on, uh, so that's Walter. Uh, contact Walter at Walter, W-A-L-T-E-R, G, the letter G, and then Esselman, E-S-S-E-L-M-A-N, at jzomondarkmyth.com J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N-D-A-R-K-M-Y-T-H.com And then number four in the housekeeping. The Jzomodcast and the World of Myth Bits podcast will both be hitting milestones next Monday and celebrate uh, our 250th episodes so that's pretty cool. That uh, That's definitely worth celebrating. Be sure to check 
it out on your favorite listening platform. Uh, and of course, MythMart will have a massive side, uh, massive, bleh, MythMart will be having a massive site-wide Black Friday sale starting on Friday, November the 25th and ending on Monday, November the 27th at 11.59pm PST. I assume that's Pacific Standard Time. Enter the discount code Black Friday Savings 2023 at the checkout for those savings. Uh, and then the print issue of the October magazine has been temporarily halted due to a copyright issue caused by fan, fan art that was a part of the issue. So those of us who have hoarded a copy of the October magazine already, um, Dave has refunded the, um, the Petrus amount uh, and that should be in your account already. So hopefully, hopefully, there's something that uh, that Dave's able to do to find another way around making that October magazine available for people to to purchase in print copy as well. But please jump on uh, the theworldofmyth.com uh, and make sure that you check out the digital copy if you haven't already. Have a look at the amazing art, the stories, the poetry, uh, such a, a variety uh, and so many um, cool Halloween-themed uh, or or uh, or terror horror-themed stories. There's only one story in the in the horror genre, but there's lots that are sort of eerie and weird. And yeah, it's a it's a great collection. Uh, submissions from uh, from all over the world, um, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's just such a uh, a great magazine to uh to check out every month and then the company-wide audit continues for authors and is expected to be concluded by february 2024 authors found to be owed royalties will be contacted by the finance department of the jazo mon dark myth company um so yeah i think it's just a catch-up sort of going through um Making sure that those royalties that are owed to um, to authors from sales from I uh, I don't know if it's Amazon but especially from uh, from the MythMart sales um, those of us who are owed royalties uh, we should expect to uh, to hear by or before uh, February next year from the finance department so. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. The there may be uh, a a nice surprise heading uh, heading some of our way. Uh, and then eight, do not forget that December fifteenth is the deadline for the holiday issue of the World of Myth magazine, and Dave is asking for a bunch of Christmas holiday themed material for this issue. So please send your submissions to the submissions master herself, uh, Queen uh, Chief Editor. Steph, uh, aka Looper, at Stephanie Bardi, so S T E P H A N I E B A R D Y as one word, and then at theworldofmyth.com. Uh, and finally, for those who need clarification about how to vote, uh, and that's me, uh, I, uh, I apologize um, 
I, I've been very lacking. I've been going through the magazine as I review it. And I haven't actually seen the spot where you can vote uh, or leave stars or, or that sort of thing. So um, thank you. Uh, thank you, Dave, for, uh, for bringing this to all of our attention. Uh, so when you go to the website before you actually download the magazine, uh, the PDF, uh, up on the navigation bar, you should find vote. So this is where you will cast your vote for that issue's member of the month. Just wanted me to mention Carmen Backer, Backer's poem will be republished in the December edition. Uh, no, sorry, republished in the November edition. That uh, That's coming out very, very soon um, to allow for votes that were not counted due to a technical error. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and that is um, housekeeping in a nutshell. So let's get into this week's episode. So, deadlines, deadlines. Uh, I returned from work after two weeks off, hoping to get a whole bunch of writing and editing done. Uh, and I'm happy to say in the last weekend of the last week, of the two that I actually had off, I did manage to get my um, my chapter of the teacher written and submitted, which uh, which I'm very happy. The penultimate chapter, so I've got one chapter to go. Um, I don't know if I'll make it Christmas themed, Dave. I'm sorry, uh, but the the way that I'm writing it anyway, uh, it's not going to make it into the December edition. I think it's chapter chapter three, maybe will be in the December edition. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Please, Steph. Um, but that's definitely not Christmas themed. I think. Anyway, um, but yes, pen, penultimate chapter of the. The um, yes, uh, next next month I'll I'll be writing the um the next chapter, uh, and the thirty first of Pietro's tale, uh, written as well. So um, I'm very very excited. That was starting to wind down about ten chapters ago, so the, that's the the nature of the beast. is so strong in a personality and the um the the nature of the journey story i i need to do it justice i i need to make sure that i do it right and i can't rush this uh a mega fantasy story again it's um yeah it's it's where my my love of writing originally began uh it's definitely the the genre that i love the most uh but the there's um story or uh or a terror story or or even a, a romance uh would would not uh, slip into my mind and uh, and beg to be written. So um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's the joys, I guess, of uh, of being a writer. The the way that our minds sort of think and work, but. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled now to uh, to be able to look back on uh, the last uh, on the Tuesday after um, sending my eldest off on a uh, an overseas trip with uh, with the school class, which he seems to be enjoying immensely. I uh, I'm afraid first uh, first travels to an overseas country and we might not get him back. That seems to be um, how how well things uh, are going for him at the moment. Um, but I basically got back back to work, uh, expecting that I would need to follow up on uh, on all sorts of things that uh, that have been happening at work over the last two weeks that I've been away, uh, two weeks in a day. Uh, but discovered that. Uh, there's a big, big, major project that I've been a part of that I thought was continuing on to the end of the month, which um, I got the wrong month. I uh, I discovered with uh, with terrible, horrible messages popping up uh, throughout my holidays. I uh, I discovered that uh, the uh, the paperwork to finalise the project. Or was actually due um, the the first day that I went on leave. So uh, we were literally two weeks overdue by the time I got back, and um, it, it it was uh, a terrible, horrible feeling uh, because the other people that I had been working on the project with, uh, and will continue to uh, to work on the project. Um, the the initial grant funding that we got was was more for us a, a setup uh, and to progress the the project a um a, a project that I'm very proud of that focuses on preschool literacy skills and literacy enjoyment I I suppose um, for a low socioeconomic community. Uh, it's uh, it's in incredibly important to help these kids have the skills that they need to uh, to be able to kick off their learning from from the get go, um, and it was was great to have that opportunity to be a part of a project that uh, that helps to inspire kids to have a love of reading and an interest in reading, um, and also to uh, to try and help kids to um to learn those building blocks that uh, that they require uh in order to to make that learning to read process a joy and not a chore so yeah it was uh, it's been an a, an immensely fun project to be uh, to be a part of um and the um the people that I, I've been able to work with on that project, uh, it's been uh, been really fun to actually be able to create those relationships within the support organisations that are within our community, but also uh, to um, to establish that relationship with 
uh, childcare centre staff and, uh, and kindergarten staff. Um, and to find out just how many different options there are for families for that type of service. Whole childhood learning journey was covered by this one that I had and discovering in one of them that the deadline for the uh, the hard deadline for the closure of the grant funding was yesterday in order to get everything done and hadn't even started any of it yet. between the three of us, um, we were basically, we were, we were a project team of maybe six or seven, uh, but just with people dropping out and people, uh, people's availabilities. Um, it was, yeah, it was uh, nice to know that I wasn't alone in trying to get this done. And it was wonderful to uh, to have such incredible support from the other members of the project uh, to uh, to finish that off. I think once the um, the deadline, once we were all aware of the deadline, uh, we were all able to um, to pitch in to to do our bit, uh, and um, and were able to uh, to finish that off, which um, yeah was was absolutely amazing it's uh it's a huge weight off my shoulders to uh to to think that that's been sent off uh the um the the slight murkiness in the in the pit of my stomach though is the fact that we've sent it uh but i'm not really that experienced with uh finalizing these types of grants and especially at like government level uh, as well so uh so it's um it's going to be interesting to see what sort of feedback we get from the report that we submitted and to discover whether or not it is the actual information the actual sort of data and uh and such that the um the grant provider was uh was seeking so uh my fingers are very very firmly crossed uh but it's just a a great wonderful relief to know now that uh, that that deadline that was looming, uh, we did manage to meet it. Um, my my uh, my manager, act, acting manager, uh, was uh, was regularly touching base with. Do we need to engage the council CEO to say that we need a further extension, because you're not going to get it in. Uh, it it was yeah it was um, a. Uh, a big tick, I think, in uh, in my box, in her mind, that uh, that we did seem to achieve the impossible, and uh, in basically a day and a half, get a complete report written, get a uh, a complete grant acquittal done, uh, and sent off. Uh, there's nothing like deadlines to to sort of push you to the limit, and. I don't know about you, but as a writer, uh, I, I'm probably a little bit disorganised as well. 
the the story sort of happens when it happens uh and for for one i uh i try and aim for um i mean there's there's monthly um themed submissions that literally open the first of the month and close on the la on the first day of the month and close on the last day of the month and if you're not in by that date doesn't matter you you uh you can send it but it's not going to be looked at it's uh it's going to be rejected straight away so um i mean there are some some deadlines where there's just no no option if you don't get it in you don't get it in uh and you miss out on that opportunity um with other deadlines like i'm i'm finding uh what what's lucky is the uh the world of myth magazine deadline being the 15th of the month um what uh what's funny is for me living in uh in south australia living in the southern hemisphere and being that day ahead or half a day ahead of uh of california time you you almost get that you can send something in by the 16th and it will still sneak into Steph's inbox for her by the 15th so there's like that uh that window uh of course looking at that um you're you're a day ahead so the that that may be the case but it's like daylight savings you you lose an hour you gain an hour so uh so either way there's um where everybody else is aiming for the 15th by the time the uh the 17th rolls around for us i guess the um it's uh it's all a, a missed opportunity then or you might look at the flip side of everybody gets to hear the the podcast um on the the monday of each each month or sorry the monday of each week um but i have to wait until the tuesday or uh the magazine uh dave might organize the release date for the magazine to coincide with christmas day but i have to wait for uh boxing day because it's the it's the day after for for me um yeah so it it's uh, it it works works both ways uh but i just yeah i just wanted to sort of throw the question out there who deals well with deadlines who's that organized that they they know exactly how many words they need to write by a certain date um give themselves ample time for for editing so that they can actually send in their uh their best work their first draft um who 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 loves deadlines uh, and who who prefers to have a deadline to work to and who's like me that uh that's very much seat of the pants throw caution to the wind um and hope to heck that you actually get it in on time so uh i i'm i'm sure that there are many more of us out there that are less stressed than i am when it comes to my writing when uh when it comes to getting things in um i uh i'm uh, i'm more than sure that uh the majority of us have 
some sort of a spreadsheet going, something that uh, that tells us when the work needs to be needs to be in needs to be done. Give give yourself uh, a a a week worth of uh, of editing time, or um, you you submit things earlier because you're so organised. Uh, but for me, no, it's it's very much ah, uh, oh, I've missed that opportunity, or ah, oh, that's not going to happen anymore, or uh, yeah, there's the that I'm I'm glad to say that the number of submissions far out, or the number of acceptances far outweigh the number of rejections, and the number of missed opportunities are are far far less. Than uh, than those of the rejections, which uh, which I'm guess I guess is good. The um, I I'm I suppose I'm I'm painting a picture of uh, of myself as a uh, a terribly terribly disorganised person, uh, and for the most part that's not true. For the, for the most part I uh, I am able to to keep on top of a lot of the projects that I've got going on. Um, a lot of things that are happening with uh, with family commitments as well, um, the uh, the work life balance, of course, is very very important to get right, uh, and um, for the most part, yeah, it's uh, it it seems to work, but yeah, there's the the odd occasion where I sort of scratch my head and go, where on earth did that deadline come from? Um, why is it? That uh, that all of a sudden I uh, I'm madly rushing to get this something done um, to either uh, avoid trouble or uh, not miss out on an opportunity or um, yeah the the I I know that deadlines are important uh, and you you shouldn't let them fly past you. But uh, but sometimes uh, sometimes life is uh, is busier, far far busier than uh, than other times, and um, we just have to cope with that. So um, that's that's basically all I've got to say about deadlines. Uh, and yeah, I would would be very very curious to uh, to find out um, what you think of them too i guess that's uh sort of coming coming to the um the punchline the uh the 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 butt of the joke i guess the uh the whole point of the conversation yeah it's uh i am um, i'm curious very very curious and i guess being curious is a good way to be it's how you learn more about people and it's how you learn more about the world so now we've got uh, got still a little bit of time up our sleeves. So um, I'm going to take the inspiration from uh, from the World of Myth magazine, uh, and I just wanted to uh, to just quickly chat uh, about a um, uh, a family movie that we recently watched um, sat down together 
with, uh, with my wife and my daughters uh, just before my son left for overseas, headed off, spread his wings and headed off towards uh, the uh, amazing country of Japan, somewhere that, uh, that I would one day love to see, uh, love to go and visit. Um, and from the, the feedback of my, uh, my son's adventures thus far uh, in, in this country, um, yeah, he's enjoying it immensely. Uh, but yes, just wanted to, um, to r- review the movie Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. So uh, I don't know if, uh, if any of you have actually had a chance to, uh, to watch this movie. Uh, and I don't think... Ke- Kevin? Kevin, are you our resident movie buff that, uh, that has been submitting... Um, I think you did Saw X, uh, most recently for, um, uh, the October magazine, I think. Uh, but anyway, the, um, uh, it's, it's not the sort of movie Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It's not the sort of movie that, uh, that a horror fan would be interested in watching. Uh, but just, yeah, as a, uh, as a family film. Um, we really, really enjoyed it. Um, my daughters and my wife hadn't really heard much about it, uh, before sitting down to watch it, but I did see some short, uh, like the, the movie trailer and, um, and that sort of thing. So I had a little bit of an idea about it. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it's like just a, a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, about England after the war. Mrs. Harris is uh, is a very, very traditional English lady. Uh, house cleaner. Um, and yeah, through the, the beginning of the film, you actually get to, um, to meet some of the families or, or some of the households that, uh, that she actually cleans for. Uh, and that sort of, that gives you a bit of an idea of England at the time. It sort of sets the scene. Um, it, it was done. Yeah. I, I think all, all of us, like my, my whole family that was watching it, uh, thought that the, um, the historical references, uh, yeah, were, were done very, very well. Uh, the the um, the way that we were introduced to uh, to Mrs. Harris, to her friend, um, to um, the like the the social scene that uh, that she's got there, the different um, people that yeah that she cleans for, uh, and then the the opportunity the the sort of the the adventure hook I guess the the reason why she decides to head over to Paris um, and the complete naivety of uh, of Mrs Harris as a character uh, the that tenacity as well the the whole idea of this is a dream that I've got. This is something that I want to achieve. Uh, and then the the savings goal. 
um, the the idea of willing to risk it all, uh, the the way that she's she deals with disappointment as well, uh, and then just the the trip that she takes. The, the way that her mind thinks that it's going to be a pop-in, like, like traveling to Tesco's or to Walmart or uh, that, that whole concept of, I'm going to pop in, so I'm going to save up the money that I need. I'm going to pop in. Um, I'm going to have a look at what they've got at the shop available. Uh, going to grab one, have them box it up for me, and then I'm heading home. The, um, the, the fact that the difference in culture between England and France or, um, London and Paris, um, the, the, the difference in the, the world and the way of thinking between the well-off uh, and the um, the third class, I guess the um, Mrs. Harris mo- most certainly isn't middle class, and uh, and she's certainly far far from well off. Uh, so that that sort of um, that that lower class blue collar, um, the yeah the the whole way of thinking of uh the um because she she goes to i think it's dior she's uh like she's after a really 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 fancy fancy dress um and very expensive dress um but the yeah the the sort of the the way that that company or that organization deals with its clients uh, and the exclusivity uh, of their um, their products and uh, and and that sort of thing the yeah it's uh it's just an incredibly fascinating film the way that it sort of explores all of those concepts and the um, sort of the the idea of somebody completely out of place in such an environment and the potential chaos that can result but then there may even be the possibility of some positivity as well so uh, i thought that that was very very well explored uh and um and there's uh there's a a a, a bit of a uh, a villain in the uh in the story as well uh and it's uh it's lovely to see how uh, how that was handled that sort of brought a smile to uh to my face but also to my wife's face my daughter's faces as well the um yeah the 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 fact that all the loose ends are tied up at the end you sort of you you wonder how it's it's going to progress and um I was I was very very happy to discover that uh, that it was 
even from the shorts, uh, watching the, the trailer for the film, the um, that not everything is revealed, uh, because you find that with, with some trailers these days, that you sort of, you watch the trailer, you've seen the film. Uh, it was, yeah, it was lovely to see that there were still some aspects of this movie uh, that they they didn't reveal every every moment that mattered in the trailer which uh which yeah i thought was was really good um so yeah it's it's certainly not a uh a film that i would recommend for uh somebody who's an action fan or or even somebody who's a romance fan it was was more just a a general enjoyable historically based film uh and uh i i would be very very interested to discover um just how historically accurate uh it is yeah it's um yeah there there were ele- elements in within the film that uh that i that sort of made me think ah oh, i wonder if that's actually true um yeah, so uh, so that's uh, that's left me with a, a little bit of a project to sort of delve uh, delve a bit deeper and uh, and um, find out what I can find out. But uh, for anybody who's interested in just a a general nice fun film, I can thoroughly recommend Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and I reckon, in all honesty, I'd be happy to give it four four out of five stars for sure. Um, and probably just finish off, uh, just having a, a, a bit of a chat about, uh, the different project projects that, uh, that I've got, uh, got going on. Um, very thrilled to, uh, to inform you that, uh, that I am working still hard on my, uh, my teen fantasy uh, fantasy slash horror novella, I guess you could call it. It's a, it's another novella. It's uh, it's very different to Myrtle Norton's Guide to World Domination. Uh, this is the one that's uh, Dungeons and Dragons themed and uh, H.P. Lovecraft Cthulhu-ish um, sort of themed. Uh, that's uh, that's a, being a uh, a real joy of a uh, a project to work on. And um, of course, the um, the children's novel that uh, that I'm writing as well, the follow-up to the neighbour, which is uh, which is the teacher. Yes, I've got one more chapter to go on that, so uh, very excited about that. Um, yeah, and uh, and my um, my novel. Um, Paetra's tale. I'm I'm sort of working through on that as well, which is uh, which has been uh, been fun, a, a real enjoyable project to work on. Uh, and I'm just trying to think, what else have I got? The um, the yeah, the the um, there's uh, there's always other ideas that are sort of popping into my head as well. Uh, I should really do something with the gremlins again. I reckon uh we uh we saw um around 
Halloween, we saw uh, we saw the original Gremlins film pop up, and uh, and that made me think of my own Gremlins, my my little uh, monsters in the machine uh, that like to uh, to find your data and uh, and gobble it up. That's um, yeah, that's uh, that's something that I have to go back and explore again. I reckon I've uh, I've had a few poems and a few stories that I've written with the uh, with the Gremlins my own idea of the gremlins in mind um and, and yeah they uh i know um St- stefan and dave hopefully they uh they get a bit of a smile because because uh, they end up in a few of the stories uh i think i've ended up in one of the stories um yeah it's just uh just a bit of tongue-in-cheek bit of fun uh but that may end up uh making a uh, a good idea for an anthology as well yeah, you just never, never know. Uh, don't forget as well, so there's the Junior Open Contract Challenge, but don't forget by next April, uh, there will be the 6th uh, Open Contract Challenge uh, for us all to enter as well. Unless we've won it already, in which case we're not allowed to enter again, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but yes, that's very, very exciting. Some great, great stories, always uh, great stories, great anthologies, um, great results coming from uh, from those competitions. So uh, I might uh, might wind it up there, uh, say happy writing, happy reading, uh, and ciao for now. <laughs>